Good evening, welcome to the Toon Review, as me and Alex and possibly Dan Allen, maybe Paul later, uh, review the 4-1 victory at St Mary's today, uh, a result that took us to third and looks like keeping us third at the precise moment in time as Liverpool are beating Spurs 2-1 uh, at Tottenham. So yeah, it's going to be a, it could be a, a momentous day for us. Uh, welcome to Alex, he's with us now. <coughs> hey mate. Evening, how are we doing? It's all fantastic mate, a perfect day almost. It's, if this result stays the same, it will be, won't it? Yeah, we're just going to wait for Spurs, Spurs Liverpool, and then fingers crossed we can stay in third. Indeed, let's do some comments while we're here. Chippers is in the house. He's saying third, inject it. Uh, yeah, Shay Gooch is here too. Uh, he was sacked to her about time. Not going to lie, who's been sacked? Is that Hassan Hootel? Apparently, Hassan Hootel. The Athletic have come out, um, but I, I did. I haven't read the article yet. I saw the, the preface of it, and apparently, it's he's been sacked. Like, whether I don't think it's immediately, so I need to go and clarify that. Right, interesting because some of the stuff he did today was a bit strange. I thought really strange. Aaron says EIO of the Premier League. We go. Stephen says uh, even everyone knows us win, but how Mankio played for Liverpool, I will never know. I forgot how terrible he is playing out of position and playing people on side. Last we see of him, hopefully he says. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, he wasn't was playing out of position, was he? He was that he was playing right back. Yeah, but I mean, he wasn't there when the goal was in. Was he? he was in the, trying to block the shot at the far. No, he did not seem dive trying to block the shot at the far post. Lord yeah, knows what he was doing there. I, I don't know. It was strange. I'd have to so, go and watch it back. It was a strange, strange thing. Uh, Spence says a tuna flying high got the Geordies feeling like pie in the sky. He also says Mankio's name is too close to Tranquio, which is the opposite of how he looked out there. Indeed. He looked all going forward, didn't he? Uh, Steve says, I forgot how terrible he was. Um and Chipper says to think we will be in the top four going into the World Cup. I think that's pretty much confirmed now, isn't it? Yeah, because uh, Man United losing at Villa. So, yeah. Oh, did they? Did they? Is that full time? 3 1, finished 3 1, yeah. <laughs> oh, lovely. I didn't know that. That was some lovely extra news I've just found out. <laughs> I did say it was a perfect day. <laughs> uh, Gary Stevens says, What a day. Can't believe it. Third world on the tune. Even when we played below our best, we still win comfortably. And we weren't at our best day, were we, Alex? It was a. Uh, a bit bitty at times, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Trippier mentioned that in the in his post-match. It, it wasn't quite... I think the lads are a little bit... Well, I don't want to say tired, because the intensity was there. Um, it was just a, a little bit of game sense, a little bit of first touch and passes just going awry, maybe a bit of focus. I think we could do with a break. And it's kind of coming up soon. We've just got to make sure we go out and and don't perform in a sloppy manner against Chelsea because we can't if we do that against Chelsea it might not be the same result we need to make sure we play uh, a little bit more clean and tidy um but we still got we still got the we got the three points and we got we got the job done so indeed we did Rachel's here also in in the mod house uh, good evening everyone great result please click the chat respectful so no all caps and no duplicates enjoy the show uh, Spencer says, my only real complaint about today was Botman looking a bit too lax at times. A more clinical team would have punished us, especially that first half Al Yanusi chance. Botman's passing today was well off, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a strange one. I think we're just going to have to give him the benefit of the doubt and just yeah. move on from it. It's it's a, it, it's a something he's not really done yet. It's the first time we've seen wobbles from him. It was that with like maybe two passes that were, were very, very poor, released counter-attacks, dangerous counter-attacks at that. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
hopefully that's a, a one-off or something that he does very occasionally. I mean, to be fair, Fabian Cher used to do that occasionally as well. He used to fall asleep. Uh, we just need to make sure we, we push that out of the game. Um, I'm sure the coaching staff will be you know, equally as adamant that they need to switch on and stay focused at all times and try and clean up those mistakes. I mean, defensively, he was still as fantastic as always. Just those two passes I can remember in particular, uh, which could have put us deep in the doodle. <coughs> uh, Chipper says, Rachel Lilly, hello again. Uh, Andy Allum says, uh, Spurs have been shite. How are they fourth? Well, I'm out on a bit of a comeback here, but at the moment, Liverpool are attacking. And come on, Mo, you can get your hat trick today. I'm sure you can. Uh, Rachel says, hello to Chippers. Um, obviously, just say no to each other. Uh, Kamal says, good evening, guys and gals. Had a feeling Mr. Snickerdoodle will be gone on another positive. Willops, come on, you Maggies, he's back. Yeah, he played well today, didn't he, Joe Willop? He did. He did. He played very well. Um, I mentioned at half-time, or maybe even full-time with Paul, um, that we were we were playing. It was a lot more rotations, a lot, a lot more players just appearing in different places, left wing, right wing, just linking up in different ways. And they, they were struggling to, to figure out which runners to track. Um, it was unfortunate it just wasn't quite clicking because we could have had more goals, to be fair. In that first half, we had a few tidy little link-ups that just didn't quite finish off properly. Um, and Willock, again, with his driving runs, driving it down the, down the wing. I think he got a few minutes at left wing um, before Maxi came on for him. Um, much better, lovely goal, precise finish. And he deserved it because his performances have been improving in recent weeks. So I'm glad he's got his goal. He did uh, a fantastic finish, and yeah, he was he was dangerous all the time, wasn't he? Another person that got on the score sheet was Mr. Wood. I thought that was a tidy finish too, wasn't it? It was. It was a proper striker's finish. Um, this is another thing I, I mentioned with Paul. It seems like when he's got time, um, it, he's slow, lethargic. His decision making's poor. But then one of the few situations we, we've given him where he needs to just act on instinct. It was it was good. He, he span on the spot. He knew where the goal was. He he, he hit it well uh, and got a good goal. So maybe maybe that's kind of more of what we need. Because I mean, that's if you if you go back to how he was playing at Burnley with Ashley Barnes, it was sort of sort of last minute quick link ups and and the instinct instinctive shot. Whereas with us, he's always been sort of tasked with contributing to build up and and playing intricate football, and he's really struggled with that. Whereas that was. That was a better finish from him. Yeah, he looked a, a bit more on his on his toes as well. I mean, doing a little bit of pressing also, and also coming back late in the game to help defend. I thought he did well today, Chris Wood. Uh, yeah, he was busting a gut to defend as well. I was very proud of that. Uh, Sky's man of the match was, was was well, Alan Smith's man of the match was Sean Longstaff, and again covered every blade of grass, didn't he? I would agree with that. Statistically, he wasn't rated very highly, but I thought he was exceptional, absolutely exceptional. He was he was part of several interceptions. He's not been for some reason he's not been um, given those interceptions on, on the statistical websites. But I've literally watched him intercept the ball with my own eyes more than twice. Um, and then when he did those interceptions, he was calm, sprayed the ball about. He contributed on a, a couple of left wing and right wing runs. Um, got near the back post as well. Could have had a goal. Got one on one. It was offside. Um, so just a little bit missing in the final third, but we, we occasionally every few months we pop up and we remind ourselves that Sean Longstaff can be better in a, an attack in a more advanced role. I think that was a good example of it today. That when you when he's when he's feeling confident, he's not that bad at going forward actually. Yeah, I said the, the goal he was deeply involved in also wasn't he? He'd been ahead of Miggy to receive the ball, 
to lay it into Callum Wilson, who's first on Twitch. He knew he was going to get cropped as well there. Uh, he laid it into the path of Miggy, who somehow might made his way through the goal and another fantastic finish from him. Yeah. Um, hang on. Where are we? Are we still on Longstaff there? So yeah, you can still talk about Longstaff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I remember in my notebook, I did actually write down. I can find it. It was really late on. I remember him leading a press, like right at the end of the match. I was so impressed with him. Uh, yeah, eighty on the eighty-seventh minute, he runs 60, 70 yards to go and press the the goalkeeper, um, and he was part of the defensive action that had got the ball up the pitch in the first place. Um, just absolutely, just on it. I, I couldn't believe some of the some of the fitness that he was he was showing. People, you talk about covering every blade of grass, but the fact that he's he's almost pressing as a striker on the eighty-seventh minute, um, just just insane. Yeah, outstanding again. Second week on the trot, that he's really, really uh, covered himself in glory. Uh, but once again, in front of Southgate of, again. To be fair, in front of Southgate again too. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if he's going to break into England squad, but no. I mean, James Ward Prowse is going to be in that squad. You'd think, um, and he was. But it's something, it's something for him to watch, isn't it? For potentially after the World Cup, for maybe in the next year, when the next round of friendlies come in, he's definitely, he's definitely. He's going to be in the portfolio now. In whatever that big folder is, whether it's on a computer or he's got a real document, I reckon Sean Longstaff's now got a page somewhere in the England camp. Yeah, He might not get a call up, but I think he's at least being respected as an option now, which is which would be great. And absolutely great for him. And, and yeah, Ward Prowse, I mean, he wasn't awful today for Southampton. I think there was a lot of other things wrong with them, but I think it was more about... A lot of their chances came from us making a few mistakes that are uncharacteristic of us we don't normally make those mistakes yeah um but our counters were just so fluid and we were very clinical you you, you can't give us an inch because we will just punish it's not like against forest at the start of the season where we were just missing so much um now if you give us a sniff we'll generally we'll score goals we've scored a lot of goals in recent weeks here we have we have indeed uh george is here he says even last last year's great win today and spurs are getting beat and yeah, that's still the case is three minutes of normal time to go and uh, they're two one down. Uh, Julie's in the house. Hi, Julie. Julie J. Uh, two one Liverpool. Sixteen says Scott. Well, that was kind of thirteen minutes ago. So we are getting a little bit behind. Uh, Spurs uh, are getting beat two one. So we still still say third. Uh, Fifteen to go. Uh, T- Tom Lynch says good evening. Hassan Hootle has been binned. So if Billy asks you if he's a saint or the answer's ain't. Indeed, it would be if I was to ask if Ralph Hassan Hootle pot, pot noodle. Um, but strange decision today when he took Armstrong off. I thought he was their biggest threat, and he took him off. Yeah, he was the he was the dangerous one. He delivered that nasty ball across the face of goal that managed to miss Pope and the defenders get beyond Trippier. Um, strange, strange call. Maybe he just wanted a bit more energy in. He wanted to try and match us because he knew he knew that we really they really needed to go at us, um, and we were going to be they were going to be very susceptible on the counter, and they were because we scored from it. So. Uh, it, it just didn't work. It, it didn't work. Um, I think they needed they needed to to stop that Miggy run. That Miggy run was what did it, and that was arguably a bit of his quality and desire because they they what he bumped into at least three players. So there was possibly three opportunities for Southampton players to try and rob him of that ball or bring him down. One of the two, um, and Miggy just showed that just intent, just just. The only thing is goal, um, and he wanted it more. 
So, and is that Hasenhutl's fault? Um, I mean, potentially, because our manager instills instills that confidence in our players. So you could argue that maybe he's not got them, you know, giving as much fight. You know, they're, they're at St. Mary's. Yep. Spurs are really pushing for an equaliser. There's a, just a minute of normal time to go, but they're really pushing at the minute. So, of course, an equaliser wouldn't get them above us, but still, they do want to be better for us. Uh, Ross Little says, good day to win, but the results have put us in a good way for the next game. They have indeed. Uh, <coughs> says, I can't believe I'd want to fill out and Liverpool. <coughs> that doesn't feel right at all. No, it doesn't at all, but the way the fixtures have fell, um, <laughs> we're here, I'm sitting here egging the Reds on. And early I was kind of hoping Villa would do us a favour, but they did. Um, the only thing is we're going to hear nothing but, the, but nonsense from them fans again. I think we're over the week, the Villa fans. Christ. They'll be expecting yeah. European football straight well, away, won't they? At least the Man United fans will calm down because they've all been saying, oh, this this guy's the best in the world. This guy's the best in the world. We're, we're you know, uh, they needed humbling. I'm quite glad they've been brought down. They needed it. They were getting a bit too big for their boots. Indeed, indeed. Paul Tully says, tell you what, after seeing how this team, squad and club are currently, great defence, midfield with improving players and strikers on form, with Isaac still to come back, we could still challenge City. Hmm. It's a big ask. Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we've still got a reasonable run of fixtures. We haven't played Leeds yet. I'd be disappointed if we couldn't take maximum points off them. Mm-hmm. Um, we've still got to play Brentford again, Palace again, Fulham again, Everton again, Bournemouth again, Wolves again, Forest again. Um, you know, all of the the bottom ten are going to swing back round. So, and we hopefully get to play we can. Arsenal even, we get to play Arsenal. We are we are yet to play Arsenal, but I'm excited for that. I'm not I'm not nervous. I'm more excited. No, um, that'll be a, that'll be a, a good fight because because we went toe to toe with City and we got a draw. Um, the next, the next two tests really are going to be Chelsea and Arsenal. So bring it on. Indeed. Matt's in the house. Hi, Matt, down in Australia. Uh, space bar and everyone's saying hello to each other. Uh, Troll says, how are we doing this? Oh, yeah, that's right. How? Indeed. <coughs> um, Seattle Geordie's also here. Hello, everyone. Great win. Thought Pope could have come out for their goal. Instead of standing waiting for the shot. And the wood goal was like time had stopped. How slow he turned with the ball. Oh, the you don't stop them. You don't stop Pope them. I thought Pope was outstanding today, I've got to say. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought his distribution was a little bit better. He was very quick off of, off of his line. He was um, he, he it was very good uh, game management from him as well. He understood when to release quickly and start counters, when to just tell the lads to calm down and try and regroup, especially with some defensive errors with the passing. Uh, he helped. You, you can definitely tell. That's one of the, that's one of the important. Um, well, the, the the beneficial parts of having an older goalkeeper because he's not he's not a young lad. He's a very experienced keeper, and you, you could see it today. Yeah, his handling was exemplary as well, apart from one little tiny fumble early doors. But apart from that, I thought he was superb. Uh, Definitely wasn't comments. as bad as his uh, opposite number at fumbling. But no, we'll get to absolutely him. not. Absolutely not. Uh, Julie says, "Was a great finish by Wood." I have to say, uh, Stanley's here. Uh, even all great result. Uh, Ian Fleming's also in the house, 007. Good evening, Paul Alex, Billy Danielle, and Mods. Great result today. Uh, Mark is covering evening all. No done and Paul. No done and Paul. Paul's got a flat tyre. We'll address this now. Paul's got a flat tyre, uh, so he's not able to get home quickly enough to be on the show. And Danielle's looking after the cats because there's still fireworks flying all over the place, left, right, and centre. While we're here, if you are enjoying the video, hit the thumbs up and give us a like. 
And if you're new to the channel, please uh, consider subscribing to us. It's free to do so by hitting the subscribe button. And also memberships are also available by hitting the join button. Uh, that costs you a monthly fee, a very small monthly fee. But we'll get you into competitions and such like. And also Super Chats are also available by hitting the dollar sign at the bottom of the screen there. And that'll go towards uh, improving the channel and stuff like that. So all the, all the options are there for you to go with. Uh, we'll do a few more comments. That's what Dan and Paul are in here at the minute. But hopefully they will maybe appear before the end of the show. Uh, Marcus Covington says, I hope everyone is well. Buzzing with a winning deal. I think everyone is very happy today. Uh, Ryan's also here. Ryan, hope you're well. Just saw a fan come of a Chelsea fan saying that he's ready to take an Alex James's part next week. That's got to be a unique um, experience for, for a Chelsea fan to admit that. My God. Uh, Ian Flemings says hello to Gary. Scott says, uh, buzzing that Willock scored. Uh, Julie J says, Hasselhoff, Hasselhoff pot noodle story, not on the BBC. Yeah, so it's not officialized yet, so we'll have to watch that. But it wouldn't surprise anybody if he was to get the tin tack by the end of the, the night or beginning of the week. Uh, Newcastle's here, new owners, Eddie, your staff, and our great team up the tune. Retro Andy's here. Uh, Wagner, Wagner Bello, the beginning of the third goal was the most impressive play by Bruno today. Yes, more than the goal. Bruno, I thought, was really steady. I thought he had, I thought people were saying he was quiet. I thought he pulled all the strings again. I thought he was outstanding again, Bruno. Yeah, I think I think you summed it up. Pulling the strings. He doesn't always have to be, you know, the link-up merchant. Sometimes it's fine, it's adequate for him to sit back and get the ball recoveries, protect the ball, win the fouls. He's very important in getting the switches, you know, out appropriately. Um, he's good at getting the ball to Trippier as well. Quite often people will close him down and Trippier's in, the, in, a, in a, an acre of space over the opposite side and then Trippier pulls strings in a different way. And he was just so, so solid and instrumental. Um, a little bit more, you know, in the same way that people talk about the old DMs like Perlo and stuff like that, they would have games where you wouldn't you wouldn't really see them much, but they would be so integral. And that's quite, I'm not I'm not saying Bruno's Perlo, but don't get me wrong. But you know, he's it was one of those performances where he wasn't at the forefront of everything, but he just kept everything ticking along. And is 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 movement and awareness to, to get that shot away and to make the space to, to it's more impressive the space he made to take that shot um to be fair because he had a lot there was nobody really closing him down he made a lot of space it was just a simple one two it looked like schoolboy football but it was just the precision and placement and speed and movement of both of them just to to sort of dig out the space to get the shot um yeah exceptional footballer the fact that he pulled the strings and got a goal He's incredible. Oh, this so, this the... is this is going on in White Hart Lane at the minute. White Hart Lane, they don't play anymore. Well, very angry Jurgen Klopp. No, he's very happy because the, it's the game's over. Spurs have been beaten by Liverpool two one, which means we're third in the table uh, before next Saturday. Yeah. Official. Uh, third in the so League. Indeed, it's a great result. It's a great, it's a great achievement, isn't it? So far, no no medals are given out in, in November, but still, we've got a great base to build on and. If can beat Chelsea next week and then just invest a little bit in January, who knows? I mean, given given the target is is any form of Europe, we're definitely setting ourselves up here. Even if we have a poor second half of the season, you could argue we're still in with a very good shout of getting at least Conference League. So we're we're setting it up for you know for something at least. We better better get the passports renewed because if we don't get at least Conference now, I'd be surprised. We are so far ahead. 
So five games today, uh, four were won by the away team and the only home victory was Villas at Man United. Arsenal went at Chelsea, we went at Southampton, Palace went at West Ham and Liverpool at Tottenham. So there you go. That's a that's the Sunday card of results. Uh, Chipper says, I think I'd curse the clean sheet record when I messaged you, Alex. Uh, I think you did, yeah. <laughs> Heath, uh, Paul says, thoughts on Willock for England. We need to take informed players and Willock certainly is that. No. I mean, he's a cracking player, but he'd need to improve on what he is because there's a lot of drivey, you know. I mean, he does what Foden and Bellingham do, kind of, positionally, the style. It's very sort of dropping the shoulder, driving. I think there are pe- too many people ahead of him at the moment. Um, he would need to show a lot more. He'd need to put in today's kind of performances more regularly. I, th- I think he's got the potential to. that. It's 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 unknown whether he can get that, but I think there's definitely a ceiling there where he is, you know, performing at a level to get a call up. He's not there right now, but you never know. No, I think he may he may get there sometime in the future, but whether he becomes a regular is another kettle of fish. Yeah. Bruno's goal was amazing. Reminded me of Miggy's and some of Maxi's goal. He yeah, was a fantastic finish, wasn't it? And using the defender as a shield to bend round him into the into the corner of the. Well, I'm calling the net was a superb, superb, superb. I mean, Matt Maxi's positioning can't be understated as well because they have to respect the fact that normally when Maxi receives it there, he just spins, spins and runs. So it, it's it's cheeky because it, that's also contributing to giving Bruno space. <laughs> Maxi um, was on one today as well. He decided to pick the ball up and run past about five people. That was Gave fantastic. The ball away a couple of times, but bloody hell, like. Could you understand why Murphy was selected in the first place after seeing Max? I mean, I think he'll get an hour against Palace, but um, the Murphy selection. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I do. Mean, Murphy, Murphy was pretty poor, to be fair. He was okay for the first half an hour, I thought, and then his performances really dropped off. I thought he was good for half an hour, um, but I thought they caused us problems down that left side, but the, in that half space between Burn and um, uh, Burn and Botman, the wide cover wasn't quite up to scratch. And you could argue that, well, I think Murphy's defensive contributions weren't as good as they normally are. So I think I don't think it made much difference having Maxi or Murphy on the left today. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It concerns me slightly because there are moments where Burn does need a bit of help, and it concerns me that Maxi might not be able to give him that help. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's a, it's a tricky one. It depends. I think you need Joe Linton in the side just to provide that additional wide cover and physicality if you're going to play Maxi for, for 90 minutes. Robert says, not the greatest game, but still a comfortable win. Please, Wood and Willock scored. We are all truly united. We definitely missed Joe Linton today, didn't we? Um, and, and, and lots of uh, reasons. Uh, the physicality wasn't there. Um, the defensive help for Burn wasn't there as much, like you just said. Um, but he'll be back for next next Saturday, won't it? Five o'clock next Saturday, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. There, there were a lot of situations where there were little balls bouncing up and people, you know, lots of second and third balls and strange little headers. That Jolinton is that that's his game. He's quite ha- he's quite capable of bringing the the ball down and beating off two people and very good with the ball retention and releasing counter attacks. Uh, not not that Longstaff and Willock did anything wrong. They they played that very good games. It's just Joe Linton's just a, a different player to those two, um, and I think it's more balanced when he's in the side. 
Conrad says Botman was too complacent. Just <laughs> too or defensively, he was still still terrific. Still made the uh, <laughs> made the game superbly and and come across and cleared a few times. However, chat next to him, I thought Fabian Share was outstanding again, wasn't he? Yeah, Share was good. Share was very very good. He, he didn't make the mistakes that Botman did. Um, and he, yeah, he, he definitely didn't do do himself any um, any harm there with his with his ratings. His long balls were brilliant. He he was tidying up. Well, he he was integral because we, when we made a few defensive mistakes, he was the linchpin that tried to fix it and clean up the mess. He didn't panic. He stayed calm. He made sure he was tracking the right runners. Um, just a very mature performance from Fabian Scherer again. He's, I know we love it when he sort of does his flare runs forward and has a pop at goal, but. He's a very mature defender as well when he wants to be. Yeah, he is. Danielle's here. Um, Simba hiding under a duvet shaking. I cannot tell you how much I despise fireworks. Yeah, I mean, it's not even... The 5th of November's gone now. Why people are still doing it is beyond me. But, yeah, unfortunately, that's the way it is these days, I'm afraid. Um, well, just to back up your point, by the way, Fabian Cher is our third highest rated player statistically this season on SofaScore. It's Trippier, Bruno, Cher, Miggy and Pope in the top five. Superb, superb. Uh, so pleased for Chris Wood, a wonderful goal, says AJ. Any news on Wilson, says Alex? Well, we do have news on Wilson. He was poorly, wasn't he? Yeah, it's it's illness. Off. Probably wanted to bring him off. Maybe he mentioned it to the staff. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong. I don't, I don't think there's anything for us to be worried about. I think it's just a bit of illness. Um, hopefully ready for Chelsea next week. Just a precaution, yeah. really. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get a rest against uh, Palace. And obviously the England manager was there again today. Seems to have a season ticket for Newcastle at the moment, doesn't he? He's, he's there every bloody week, isn't he? Um, Indeed. And so he wouldn't have seen anything from Callum Wilson that he didn't already know because, as I say, he wasn't... Um, Interesting as to why he was there today, though. Yeah, I guess so. Unless he's looking well, why at do we Prowl. think he was there? Ward Prowse possibility. Um, Dan Byrne, maybe. Well, I reckon he's definitely come back for us because he's he's already seen us play a couple of times recently. So to come back again, it must be to make a decision on something. I think Trippier was dead certain anyway. So he must be back to try and make a decision on something not as clear-cut, i.e. Dan Byrne, Callum Wilson, James Ward Prowse. Um so if he's back, that, I guess that's positive. I don't think it would be Theo Walcott. Oh, definitely not. Oh, that was a terrible performance from him. <laughs> Absolutely atrocious. Matt says, another brilliant morning, Monday morning at work. Thanks to Newcastle. Alan Brown's here. Uh, Trips man of the match for me. Another assist. And it's no coincidence that the Saints scored their only goal when he was replaced. Yeah, I think you know, I think that's a fair comment, actually. There was, there was a bit of confusion down that uh Right-hand side of the defence, wasn't there? I mean, left to Eddie Anderson to mark three players while Mankia was on the corner of the six-yard box on the other side of the pitch. Yeah, very odd. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw Foxy's comment earlier, tell, you know, not, <laughs> not to scapegoat him. I agree with that. That's fair enough. But I'm frustrated that he left Anderson out to dry there because that is a reflection. There'll be a lot of armchair merchants that will look at Eddie Anderson and comment on that. And I, I, I feel like that's really harsh on the young lad because it's yeah, not... It's not his side of the pitch. It's not his end of the pitch. Let's be honest. You know, well, yeah. he's a left-footed left attacker and there he's at right back against three Southampton defenders. Yeah, he was, he was left out to dry a little bit there. Uh, this is Steely Dan on Facebook. Good evening, Billy and team. Phenomenal result for the team today down at the former Dingley Dell. Third in the table, which is surreal. How are the lads uh, from Steely Dan? Keep on trucking, indeed. 
Newcastle says, I'm 71, lived through the entertainers and Kevin Keegan. Had a disastrous 14 years ago. Now the excitement is back with our new owners. Eddie, his staff are all great players. How are you, the lads? Not to see these kind of uh, posts, isn't it? You know, it's uh, completely different to what we, we were used to for a long time. Danny says, I'm moving back to North Shields this week after 30 years in Somerset. Great timing. Uh, indeed it is. Uh, Sven Anderson says, we have conceded three goals in five games, scoring 14. I think Botman has been class. Indeed he has. Indeed he has. And a contributable part to that defence, obviously. Uh, Spencer's calling Spurs a self for just Stoke City. <laughs> that must be the start. I mean, they are. I think they've got the most goals from corners this season, and they are kind of set up to do that. Although Kulusevski's ball to, to Kane was very, very good. But I think they've yeah. definitely missed Kulusevski. They might play some slightly, you know, they won't. They're not going to be playing as much anti-football now. They've got Kulusevski back. So let's talk a bit about the, the opponents today. Are they getting relegated, Alex? Uh, well, if these if these rumours about the um, the sacking of Hassan Little are true, then it, it's very possible because Villa look like you would imagine the ship is going to be steadied. I would be surprised if it isn't. They've, they've got a lot of quality in that squad. It just needs harnessing somewhat. Um, I mean, you've got Bournemouth and Forest. Bournemouth might stay out of it. They might get dragged back in. They're not that far above the relegation zone. I personally feel it will be it will be Forest, possibly Bournemouth, and then a third surprise because Fulham ain't going back down. They are playing reasonably good football. They've got scoring forwards. They're much higher up the table, so it's going to be it's going to be down to at least one to fall through the trap door. Um, Everton. I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be a cluster of those clubs in Everton, Southampton. Um, Southampton are going to have to try and turn it around and get a few wins on the trot, but they haven't got time for that. If they if they lose their final game. They're going to go out. Uh, we're going to break for the World Cup with them in the relegation zone. So, and what they're going to have Theo Walker up front to get them out of this mess. It's it's not looking great. It's not looking good. Maybe they should give Seko Mara some minutes if he's well when he's back. But he was on the bench today, wasn't he? So yeah, he was on the bench today for them. So I'm surprised he didn't get any kind of minutes at all. I mean, um, having having watched him, I watched six games of him during the summer. He couldn't. He could not have been any worse than Walcott's uh, display today. Because Seko Mara was brilliant in the summer of that youth cup that we watched the two on tournament. There's no way he would have done worse than Walcott. Walcott was poor. It was unbelievably poor. The man definitely passed his best. Uh, well, also Southampton, kind of the defence looked shaky, didn't it? And the goalkeeper's awful. I just don't see. I mean, Peru didn't do too bad and then got the goal. Obviously, Peru, it was yeah. a very tidy goal. Um, Salasu was a mixed bag. Some sometimes. Stopping things very well and breaking up and, and passing, and then other times just being careless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else could we say about him? Shay Adams is most mostly missed occasionally here, isn't he? So, but I mean, Everton is supposed to be having supposedly having a good season. I've been hearing how great Lampard's been doing, but I looked at the table, they're fifth and bottom. So, you know, if they have, they're having a good season, Christ, if they have a bad spell, they'll be right in the do do, won't they? Yeah, they're only two points above the relegation zone, and you know, their last five matches they've lost three, 11 goals scored, 14 against. They're, they're not really scoring anything. I mean, they've scored the second least in the division, no, third least in the division. Um, and Calvert Lewins, I think he did he go off again today or yesterday, whenever it was, he might have gone off. Yeah, I think at the moment. With, with how things are going at the moment, you would imagine it would be some, some either Wolves, Southampton or Everton to fall through the trapdoor. Because mm, Wolves are still down there on 10 points. Yeah, they are. Um, 
Alan Brown's a son of a good team when they can grind out a four one win when not playing at their best. I agree with that. Uh, Kendo says, reckon Bruce is the man to fix Man United. He's coming home. <laughs> yep. Needs to imagine, just imagine. Uh, Samson Knight says, to Botman's credit, his misplaced passes didn't affect his defensive performance. As young as he is, uh, you could fear it would have. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, as I said before, true. his defensive play was fantastic. Cutting out through balls, sliding, uh, going to cover left back and sliding the ball out of play. Been a lot of times. Um, but just those couple of passes that were a bit lax. Uh, Judy says Liverpool need to score. That's how far we're behind. Uh, Jordy Vicks here. Good evening. Bit late. Hope everyone is well. We are indeed. We're all celebrating another victory. Uh, Troll says ASM with an assist again. We need him from the start, in his opinion. Um, I'm sure we're going to see that very soon. Yeah, I mean, with, with the cup game and Chelsea, he's going to start one of them. Let's be honest. He'll play in one of them. Yeah. I think he'll get an hour against Palace and I think he'll start against Chelsea, if I'm yeah, honest. Essentially. If he plays well and... and... Then yeah, if he starts against Palace and does well, then he he's likely to come in against Chelsea. Uh, Doug Stakes says, "I wish people would stop using the saying new owners. They know they are no longer new. They are current owners." Mm, I agree with that. I guess. To be fair, um, they've got a lot of commentators still say that about the players. They keep talking about new additions. These are these are players that we've had for eleven months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Conrad says that there were times I was impressed with the passing out from the back. My heart rate can't handle that, though. That's the modern game, though, isn't it? Playing out from the back, that's what the, all the top teams do. Um, rather than just hoofing it down the middle and hoping for a flick on, they're playing possession football now, isn't it? All the way from the back. I mean, forward. you could argue this is why we're so far ahead of schedule. It's several things marrying up at the same time. Because Howe came in and he said, no, we're not going to play pragmatic football. We are going to start right now, change to a dominant formation. We're going to try and play properly. We're going to try and improve the intensity play with purpose and we're, you know he's been introducing this all from some from step one to a, to a point um and then that coupled with positive recruitment and getting more out of the old players is the reason we're so far ahead of schedule in this project because yeah a lot of it's down to Eddie Howe and the fact that he just refused to be ultra pragmatic he was like no we're going to play proper football straight away and look where we are now you got any stats to put up on screen today Alex or are we just going to go with this too uh, I do have I do have some graphics, yeah. I mean, I've got a nice thing to read out uh, so okay. far. This is from Dom Skur, the journalist. But um, so NUFC's points total of twenty seven after fourteen games is their best in the top flight since the ninety six ninety seven season, in which uh, we finished second. It's also the first time that we've had a goal difference of plus seventeen or greater since April two thousand and three. So awesome. make of that what you will, but that's. Um, pretty impressive uh let me just bring if you want to do a few more coins i'll bring i need to bring fort mob up as well okay calvin says we can get a, a great win against the poor performing chelsea team in the next fixture i think yeah i think that's, we can certainly do that uh solo says three horse race for the title can we dare to dream now we can dare to dream certainly um <coughs> aim for stars and if you fail just fail who cares you know um ryan says Stu, Pray for the rivals, mate. We're here to take over. We are indeed. We're not. We're not stopping anytime soon. Starty fifty five says, "Is there any news on injured players?" Um, no, not really. The fact Trippier carried on second half tells me that it was just a slight little niggle. Uh, the Wilson thing's his illness, and I don't think it, and Willock got a. He was walking okay at the end. I think it was just a, an impact injury that will be okay come next week. So, yep. Uh, <coughs> V says, uh, Longstaff had a solid match again. He really is coming along too. He is. Uh, Kendo says, what a 12 months. Yeah, they can't underestimate 
how far we've come in 12 months, can we? It's been awesome. It's been awesome. Down to the manager and I mean, the coaching staff, I think, and the players, well, of course. Long, I think I think long staff is an interesting talking point because it's it was not very long ago, for, possibly four, even only four weeks ago, we were talking about improved performances. He's doing well. He's learned. He's had to try and learn how to play six and eight and, and rotate. And, you know, he had a couple of sloppy games, but he was trying. He was improving. And people were still giving him a bit of jip. Um, and let's be honest, he's he looks like he's coming out the other end of it very, very well. He's doing a lot of a lot of positive things. He was unfortunate not to get a goal contribution of any kind today, um, which is why I'm of the opinion, I said last month, I kind of, I'm not willing to let any player go now in terms of, I'm always willing to give him a chance just because ev- pretty much every single person that's been worked with has eventually turned it around in some way or capacity. So I'm not willing to write anybody off now. I'm just going to try and pull the positives and stick with it and see what happens. Uh, and the players that he wasn't sure he could get it out of, he sent out on loan. So the players still in the squad, I've got to believe in them somewhat. Keep talking a minute, Alex. Trying to get me these wasps the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, well, to a degree. I mean, I don't think we're going to see much of Matt Ritchie. I think that's. I think I'm not sure if he's still out injured because he did pick up a knock, but we do have quite a few people in that position. I mean, we've still got Jamal Lewis to play left back, unless he's going to put. Um, Richie on the wings, but I, you know, you would argue that Elliot Anderson and Fraser are in front of him for that. So I don't see where Richie would ever get any more minutes this season unless we have a severe injury crisis. Um, and that's probably the only one that's kind of dead and buried. Paul Dummett was given an opportunity against Tranmere, did, did very poorly in that game. So we'll, we'll see if he gets anything when he's fit. But th- those are probably the two players probably right at the bottom of the squad. I mean, you'd argue he might give Jamal Lewis another chance. And then you start getting to your phrases and stuff. So there's one or two down the bottom there. Um, but they, they will probably get kept until the end of the season anyway, for just for depth, depending on who we bring in in January. Before we put the stats up, I've got a quick question. Um, do you think the fact he brought on Elliot Anderson to play on the right-hand side, obviously a position he's not really used to, um, signifies that he's now ahead of the pecking order of, the, of Ryan Fraser? Uh, that's an interesting one, possibly. Possibly, um, it does concern me. Well, it concerns me as to what his decision is going to be for Palace because I hope he doesn't start Fraser and not start Anderson. I think he Anderson deserves uh, at least at least an hour. He deserves a start. Um, but I mean, Anderson's left-footed, so maybe he wants to slowly try and integrate him mm. and be an inverted uh, winger and do what Miggy's doing. Because we've only ever seen Anderson as a left eight or a left wing. This is yeah. the first time I've seen him given an opportunity on the right. So maybe this is going to be the the start of that shift in moving him over to an inverted winger, and then we'll have Miggy and Anderson on the right. Um, we'll see. Okay, let's look at these stats and let's get these on the screen and, and see. What we've got. <laughs> So we've got Fot Mob up, and they have rated Bruno with the highest rating, with 8.2 in the middle. Um, very, very poor stats, as you can see, for, for Southampton with the goalkeeper on a 4.5. Zoom in a little bit more, shall we? Um, Burn with the lowest rating on our team. Well, I don't know how Wilson got, got that, but I think that's harsh. I, th- I think, um, oh, and Longstaff, to be fair. See, stats don't always reflect performances necessarily. You know, 
running it doesn't always get logged statistically uh let's scroll down here so really really interesting uh with the xg really interesting so our xg is only 0.83 and we've scored four goals um because the goals we score uh, are generally not they're not clear cut generally uh so miggy with a 0.21 so that goal was probably the best value chance um but he still had a lot to do beating those two players and bending it around the keeper. He had a lot of work to do. That's why you only score one in five of them. Uh, and then you've got the Willock goal, which again was from quite far out. You could argue the keeper could have done better, should have done better. So a 0.18 chance of getting that in. Uh, and then if I can, uh, if I can get Woods goal again with only a 0.08, it was a good, it was a good turn and shot, very low XG value for that. And then, Bruno's shot, which is really, really far out with, again, a 0.04. So really low um, XG values for the shots we actually got the goals from. Uh, and we didn't, we didn't really get that many shots. We, weren't, we don't tend to shoot anymore unless it's a high-value chance, whereas this is what we mentioned the other night, is Southampton will just pepper it from anywhere generally, um, whereas we're more about getting the high-value chances. Um, occasionally, if it doesn't work, uh, Cher will have a shot from out here. Um, but nine times out of ten now, we tend to wait for the high-value opportunities and we work the ball back into dangerous areas. Um, but it was a strange one because we're used to seeing us very dominant with possession nowadays. Uh, but I think after we took the lead and after you know we got ahead again, oh, I say got ahead again, we, we extended the lead, um, we were quite happy to sit in a, in a defensive shape off the ball and then try and hurt them on transition. And it worked because we got more goals. Uh, I think Southampton were... I had a couple of half, well, stronger chances that I arguably should have gone in. If you look at the shot, the, the Elianusi El, uh, goal, uh, no, this was the miss. He managed to lose Trippier at the back post. So that yeah. actually had a 0.66. So you, you normally score those most of the time. So we were quite fortunate that that didn't go in. Uh, Salasu there with a 0.12. Adams. So quite low XG values from some of these because... We've got a lot of defenders typically in front of these shots. That's what our lads are very good at doing is getting bodies in the way. Um, but arguably, he should have scored that. But we still got four goals, so it wouldn't have made a difference, really, would it? We, we don't How many shots on target did we have? Was it four shots on target? I'm pretty sure. Um, we, we, it was definitely three when we'd scored three goals. But whether it was four in the end... Do I have a shots value in here? Uh, yeah, here we go, shots. So in this section... Uh, so we had four shots on target and scored four goals. What a goalkeeper he is. <laughs> very, clin very clinical. Very clinical today. Very, and they had five on target. Um, oh, funny, we didn't actually me. hit the post today. That's strange for us. But no, yeah. <laughs> five shots inside the box. Um, we were making sure we were pulling the trigger when it was appropriate. In terms of tackles as well. Uh, four inceptions to their 13. They, they were just having to do a lot more a lot more grinding than us and it was to no avail because we just had that, you know, that clinical edge. Um, even passes, they had more passes, more accurate. Um, yeah, a lot of stats in their favour, but it just didn't count. We were quite happy. This is one of the first situations I've seen in a long time where we are happy to seed possession and just hit them on transition and just have a really, really compact shape. It didn't work with their one goal they conceded, but it worked for generally other, like all the other situations. Uh, so we've got average positions. 
this is ours. This is not a Southampton's average position. Then we've just shoved them back. But it, it, so this is a lot deeper than we typically see us. Normally we see five in our half and five in their half, but a lot more split. Um, we're a little bit deeper than we normally are, um, but it was for the reasons we've just talked about. We were quite happy once we were ahead to kind of soak up pressure and hit hit on the counter. We didn't, and then we dominated when when it was necessary. When we lost the ball, you know, especially when Wood came on, he was very good at tracking back like really, really quickly and being part of the defensive shape. Um, obviously, Trippy is normally, to be fair, whenever we do average positions, Trippy is normally kind of like up here. So he is a bit further back. And Bruno is normally close to the centre circle. So everybody is a little bit deeper. And as you can see here with uh, Southampton's average positions, um, yeah. <laughs> You can see what they were trying to do towards the end of that game as well. They were throwing people. I appreciate they had substitutions as well, but we're looking at just the starting 11. This little cluster here. Um, and you can see, if you go back and look at our average positions, how we've got nice little triangles and little passing uh, passing networks. It just works really nicely. And when you, when you look at their clusters, you can see what the, what the objective was here, is just try and just try and mush forward and get the counter-attack going and... and overloads and to be fair it worked they got a few overloads we had to it was dangerous um so if Southampton are going to do that then we need to be careful of some of the better teams um because they, they managed to get a 1-1 draw against Arsenal and you you could see elements of quality in their game and how they got that 1-1 against Arsenal they were they do have some talent um but it wasn't enough to stop our you know clinical lads today with the four goals indeed it wasn't indeed it wasn't uh, yeah, so that's the stats. Tom's asking a question. I'll have a little think about this. Is Longstaff football's greatest Sean? Hmm. What Sean's have we got? Well, you, oh, did Wright Phillips ever win a title? I think he must have done it at Chelsea, mustn't he? So I guess you'd have him ahead, wouldn't you? Although his name's spelled different, isn't it? He's a H-A-U-N job, isn't he? No, he's... Oh, yeah, S-H-A-U-N, yeah. Sean Dundee's the only one I can think of, the, the ex-Australian striker who played in Germany. Might have played for Liverpool as well. I can't think of any more. There's got to be more Sean's than that. Sean Dyche, I guess, played football. For Chesterfield. <laughs> um, I'll have a think. Yeah, it's a hard one. You might be right, Tom. You might be right. Doug says we are two or three years behind second place. It needs time. Well, you say that, but we're only like three or four points off it at the moment. I mean, I know it's over the whole season, it counts, but... Maybe he might be a little bit. To be fair, Arsenal. We nobody really expected Arsenal to kick on in this capacity. So I'm not saying we can, but the fact that Arsenal did it is surprising. Uh, Alan Brown says, "To be fair, I can't remember their keeper making a single save today. Well, he didn't. Every shot that was on target went in. <laughs> um, uh, good to see Charlie come on and allow Bruno to play high up the field and score. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Charlie come on and looked pretty pretty sprightly again, didn't he?" He did. There was another moment where he was pressing as the highest man up the pitch as well. He was pressing as a striker. Um, yeah. He does look like he's got some more legs. It'll be interesting to see him start a match because we'll get... Obviously, the game was very funny when he came on. There, there had been a lot of substitutions. The scoreline was all over the place. It was a bit of a... It was a different game. So, I think we'll, we'll get to see him in his full capacity when he starts, hopefully, against uh, Palace in the Cup. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's. I think it's a certainty we'll start. I think it'll rest Trippier. Um, I guess he might even play Lasalle's Martin and maybe maybe play Burn at centre half, bring a target in. <laughs> Who knows? We can we, no point trying to predict what Eddie Howe does because we we never get it right. Uh, well, apart from, apart from me today, got the lineup right, but 
that's a, that's a rare occurrence. Dave Elliott says, Evening to review. I've been catching up with Paul's watch along as was at a meeting. Just seen his reaction to McGee's goal. Loved it. Even funnier. 20.25 speed. He sounds like a South American commentator. Yes, I can imagine that. Uh, Conrad says, Is Joe Litton back for the game against Chelsea? He is. I'm guessing he might play against Palace as well, mightn't he? I'm guessing he might do. He's well rested, I guess. So Yeah, it's possible. I mean, we've still got additional subs, so he might get... I don't know. I'm not. That's a great question, actually. We'll have to do. We'll have to talk about that when we, when, when we, if we do a preview for Palace. Palace um, yeah, yeah. Who, who, I'm not sure. Who, who, who have we got that's not got minutes? I mean, Willock, Willock took a what? knock and yeah. played. Longstaff's played a ton of football. I, he's got to have a rest at some point. Um, so Shelby, I think Shelby's absolutely nailed on to start. Yeah. And then the others, I'm not sure. He might he might even rest Bruno. You never know. We get Anderson. He can target. I think will definitely come in. Um, Lasalle, I think will play. Well, you say that he he's got a habit of playing much stronger sides than we think. Whenever we expect rotation, so I, I think it's going to be far less rotation than we all predict. The goalkeeping position is a different one, a difficult one to predict because Darlow was on the bench today, wasn't he? So who plays against yes, Palace? Yes. Darlow. Well, I think I imagine it'll be Darlow, wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, I mean, he got us through against Tranmere and did well. So he, he was he was good against um, against Tranmere. To be fair, he did some good defensive actions and was very very tidy. And somebody put a foot through him. Um, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd probably say Darley deserves it as long as he's doing well enough in training to to warrant that start. Uh, Ashley eighty says only six six likes. What's everyone playing? Like, yeah, hit that thumbs up as I've said earlier, and also hit the subscribe button if you haven't already done so. Um, Helps us with the channel. We're heading for 16k already. We're well on the road to it, so it's a massive adventure we're all going on. Um, Julie J says this is just like the olden days. The entertainers here, it is. It is expecting to win every week. It's a, it's a fantastic thing to have. Heaven uh, said, space bar. Uh, Rachel said about Joe Linton coming back. He was out of one match ban. Norvik saying hello, hello Norvik. Hi, Billy and Alex. He says uh, David Greenwell says club before country for me. Keep trips at home. Yeah, I don't think we can do that. We're not allowed to do that anyway. Um, and I think it's, I think it's the wrong thing to do, really. Whether it's a World Cup, especially. Uh, Knights of Knee Gaming says uh, too early to say we could win the league. Hmm. Uh, possibly, but yes, know, too early. Who knows? Who knows? If Greenies can make the England squad, no reason why Longstaff can't, says Robert. Uh, top three says MG Vlog. Right, let's do the let's do the play ratings. Goalkeeper. Nick Pope marks out of 10. Alex? I think he gets an 8 today, but a proper 8. Um, it, it's a strange one. A few people think he could, he could have done better for the goal, but I think it, the the way that... I'd have to go back and have a look at it again, but the way it was struck, I, I can't see... I, I think if he moves, he doesn't get it. I think he's well aware of that. It's just one of those that you just know, and there's just no point. I know that sounds a bit defeatist, but it was such a good strike right in the top ends. Um, but I'll give him an eight. He'd saved at important times. He was quick off his line, better distribution, kept everybody, especially with defensive errors, he kept everybody nice and calm. Um, yeah, deserves his eight. I agree with that. Eight out of ten, absolutely. Um, for the goal itself, I don't think he could have come out because Dan Byrne was sliding across, I remember. So he had nowhere to go to. Um, he was kind of restricted behind what Dan Byrne was doing. So I don't think you blame him for the goal, but yeah, his handling was really, really good. His distribution was good. His anticipation was good. Um, definitely eight out of ten. 
for me. Kieran Trippier, Alex, right back. Uh, I mean, he's our highest rated player statistically. And he's just he's just so integral for the way we play. He's essentially doing what Shelby was doing for, for a long time for us. And he just he pulls all the strings offensively. Um, Bruno sets things up and keeps things ticking. But, you know, the switches and the ticking is for Trippier to then go and produce dangerous things. Um, the set pieces are so much better, so much more dangerous. You know, the, t- the teams have got no idea what's going to happen because we've got so many new little routines where we play short corners because we all used to whinge about short corners. Um, I think we're really good at them now. I think we're really dangerous with them because they after it's gone two, three, four passes and then comes into the box, they've forgotten who their man is or where their man's gone, who they're marking, and it's all chaos. Um, arguably, we could be doing better, but Trippy is just integral in all of it. And his defensive work was outstanding today. I think I'm going to give Trippier a nine because um, he got an assist as well. Very competent in defence. He lost his man at the back post, but uh, it happens. Fortunately, he didn't go in. Yeah, I'll give a nine also. Um, like you say, that pass for the for the Willock goal was an absolute storming pass. Uh, Dodd bisected the two centre-halves and bent behind. Unbelievable vision. Um, and again, led from the front. Got us on the front foot quite often. Uh, Couple of times he was he was a bit, you know, lack of days in defence. But but all the things he did going forward and at times when it mattered, he, he really did help us out of the back. So nine for me. Uh, Dan Byrne on the other side, Alex. Well, I don't think that was his best day today. Um, I think he struggled. Partly not his fault, as I think the I think the people were getting confused as to who was wide cover when and in what what situation. I think. It gets a bit. People get a bit confused in transition. Who's supposed to be where? Especially today with Burn, because um, he kind of got left. I mean, he was being quite adventurous. To be fair, he was receiving the ball high up and, and driving. But that was that was the that was where we were getting hurt for large periods of, of there when when they were trying to be dominant. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's a tough one. Because I think we won four one. It's it's it's. I don't want to be too harsh, but I think I brought his stats up here. I mean, zero out of seven ground duels. He didn't win a single out of the seven. Passing accuracy was down at sixty six percent. Dribble pass quite a lot. He got a very low rating as well. I only give him a six today. I don't think he was great. Okay, I'll give him a seven. Um... I don't think he was helped by the fact he had, didn't have Joe Linton in front of him. I think he looks a far more solid defender with Joe Linton next to him. Yeah, I think he also he also gets he also got pulled in a few times to help Botman out, and I thought he did okay blocking wise and, and last tackles wise. Um, but uh, yeah, I agree with the fact that he was beaten a few times and his passing wasn't great. So I'll give him a seven. Uh, middle of the, middle of the defense now. We're going to start with Fabian Cher. Um, big Fab Fab. What we're going to give? What we're going to give to him? Um, I mean, he had a he had a quiet day today in terms of I don't remember him doing much, but I guess that's a really good thing with a centre back, isn't it? Um, was it? It's not like when Lascelles is on, you're always just watching him like a hawk. Whereas with Cher, I'm just so comfortable with him on the ball. Um, uh, if you're giving Burn a seven, then I've got to give Cher an eight because Cher was. Um, Hands down, better than better than Dan Burns today. So, yeah, I think I think, but I think shares worthy of an eight. Um, 
again, really cool. Some good tackles, some good wins in the air. Uh, some of the passing again was great. He got us on the front foot a couple of times himself also. Uh, eight out of tens, yeah, fine for me. Uh, Sven Botman next to him. Um, that's the first game I've seen him struggle in. Well, I say struggle, wrong word. I think all of the, all of the actual defensive phases he handled perfectly well. It was yep. just a couple of passes that went array. Yeah, um, array. Um, I'd want to give him an eight, but because of the misplaced passes, I can't. I'm going to give him a seven. Uh, but still, six out of nine long balls. Um, a couple of good recovery. There was a situation where he was one on one, and I, I was not at all bothered. I knew he was going to win it. He's just—he's very good at those recovery runs. I'm still—I'm still really bitter about people in January saying, um, "I know we got him in the summer, but we, we tried to get him in, in the January transfer window." A lot of people were talking about his pace, his pace, his pace. He's not fast enough. His pace. He's fine. His recovery runs are excellent. His positioning's good. He can put his foot down and he always wins those recovery runs. Um, I'll give him a seven purely because of the misplaced passes. But, I, I, yeah, I've not lost faith. He's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I'll give the same seven. Um, again, it's just purely for those two um, lackadaisical passes. Um, but the actual defending itself, he was perfect out yet again. Don't think anyone ever went past him. He, he made some fantastic blocks also in the box. Um, that one he blocked for, for a corner with his hands, hands behind his back, went down on one knee and, and and still managed to get it out for a corner. He was just excellent defending. So seven purely for those passes. But yeah, as, as usual, defensively solid as a rock. Uh, Bruno sat in front of the back four, Alex. Ooh, that's going to have to be a nine. It's going to have to be same as Trippier. Because the... Purely the goal instantly bumps him up. It was a brilliant goal. Um, five out of ten ground duels. He, he drew three fouls, and, and it's always the nature of where he draws those fouls. He draws the fouls on purpose when it's necessary, when we need to get rid of some danger. He's so clever with it. Two tackles, one interception. Passing was not as great today with 63% accuracy, but a lot of his passes, let's not forget, are switching it or trying to be dangerous. Um yeah, he gets a nine. Just outstanding. Just brilliant. Best player outside the top six. But we're in the top six, so that don't count anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'll give him the nine also. I thought he was superb yet again. Um, unseen work. Lots of dirty work that he, he got through today also. And that goal was just sublime. So nine out of ten definitely doesn't do him uh, any disservice. Uh, Sean Longstaff next to him, Alex. Yeah, it's a tricky one because he's been done dirty by the ratings. He's only got a 6.3 on sofa score, but I thought he was considerably better than that. Um, he attempted one cross, he completed it. He attempted two long balls, he completed both of them. Shot off target. His passing was 84%, which is better than most of the previous lads we've just talked about. Um, he was he was tenacious in the press. Whenever he intercepted the ball, he would then go bombing on a run, you know, we mentioned earlier, what was it, the 80, 87th minute sprint in 70 yards to press the goalkeeper. Um, I, I'm going to give him a nine. I, I don't, I don't, I know he didn't score, but I just feel like from where he's come and to, to that performance, I feel like every every coaching instruction given to, given to him today, he, he listened to it and he performed it and executed it to a T. I think he did exactly what his job was today perfectly. And I think the coaching staff would be very happy with him. I think the only thing that was missing was maybe trying to put one of them on target or in the back of the net. 
Yeah, I think nine's fair. I mean, that diving header, if that had gone in, I think I'd have jumped for the roof. It was a fun, you know, he just got in front of the, of the forward players at times. Uh, the, the first goal was a, was a point of that, a point of fact about that. You know, he got he got forward of Miggy, got the ball, first time passing to Wilson, and the rest was history. Uh, as I say, constantly joining attack, constantly linking defence to attack also. And his energy is unbelievable. I mean, we've all criticised him in the past for looking a bit weak and a bit, you know, a bit below below average. But his, his, his fitness has come on leaps and bounds, and he does. He, he runs and runs and runs and runs and runs. Uh, so nine out of ten is fair for him. Uh, Joe Willock. Yeah, I've I've handcuffed myself here because I can't give him lower than Longstaff because he scored. It would be weird for me to rate him lower, so I'm going to have to give Joe Willock a nine. Um, he was busting a gut to try and uh, provide overlaps and passing options. He was trying to do a lot of uh, flicky-dinky stuff and link-up play. He got the goal. Um, I would have liked to have seen him maybe finish off the game, actually. I'd, it's nice to see Maxi, but um, it would have been nice to see him on that left wing for another 20 minutes because he was... Um, First time I've really seen him out wide. We've we've talked about it, maybe him playing there before, and he's, we've never really got to see it. So, yeah, I give him a nine. Very very good from from Mr. Willock, especially after his interview. I'm happy for him. He deserves it. Yeah, great goal, great finish. That was the, the Joe Willock of two years ago, wasn't it? The, the way he finished that and and out sprinted. He's deceptively quick, also. I think people underestimate how quick Joe Willock it's is. Like really Bambi with a turbo, isn't he? God, blind me. And he everywhere again today, defending, attacking. Again, nine out of ten is fair. Uh, we'll go to the left wing, uh, Jacob Murphy. Mm, so I gave Burn a six. I don't think I think he was a tiny bit better than Burn. Um, his first half an hour was competent. He led. His pressing was okay. We don't do half, so I'll give him a seven. Uh, but it could have been a six if I'm swayed. Depends what you say. I'm going to say six. I'm going to say six because, as you said, I thought first part of the game it was it was it was sufficient for what he was doing. He was up against their first choice right back. Well, the first choice of the day's right back, not a makeshift one. But strange enough, as soon as Maitland Knowles came went went over there, he disappeared out of the game, which was found very strange. Um, didn't do the defensive covering that he generally does. Um, so yeah, I think I'll, I'm going to give him a six. That's fair. Yeah, Miggy on the right. It's got to be a nine. If I've given some of the other lads a nine, it's got to be a nine. Um, not even just the goal. There were so many times where he was just at them in the final third. It didn't quite come off, but he, he nearly robbed the ball at least three times. Um, Alex is saying Greenish has had a look on four. Did, did I say that? I don't think you did. Different positions. Um, yeah, M Miggy, purely just for the for the pressing and the ball recoveries, they... So many attacks and, and, and ball retention is just down to Miggy, just pressing. It'll go all the way back to the goalkeeper. And then because he's so far ahead in the press, it gives time uh, to Wilson, Longstaff, others to then go and cover all the other passing options. And then they have to boot it long. And then we've got big lads to win it in the air. Um, it, it's He is such a good system player. He's brilliant. And now he's scoring goals consistently. Um I mean, he, he's unfortunate not to get a ten from me. Um, he wasn't as if he'd even if he'd have been involved in a tiny bit more, I'd have given him a ten. He was close, very close. Brilliant pressing performance and a brilliant goal. 
and he started it off because we, we we can be a bit nervy until we get that first goal. And we just got a, a nice goal from open play because Miggy was so tenacious. Um, comfortable nine. Could could argue it could be a 10. No, I'm going to give him a nine too. I don't think he was as, he's been as good today as he was the week before or the week before that. But he was still outstanding and he, he scored the goal. His pressing again was great. Um, again, helping out Trippier at times as well, which was really, really good. They, they kind of so linked so well together, them two. So yeah. nine for me. Uh, I don't know where we go now, Callum Wilson. Um, I'll give him a no, I can't give him a seven because I gave him a few seven. Give him an eight. I'll give him an eight. He contributed uh, the, the, a lot of the chances we got in that first half, the long staff chances, and the Miggy goal were down to Wilson's positioning, movement, pulling defenders different ways. He's just such an intelligent footballer. Um, and it's not like there are certain teams and players where when the striker doesn't score, it's frustrating. But it's so evident that even when Wilson doesn't score, you can see he's doing so much for others around him and runners. And he's just so important. He's so good. Yeah, definitely an eight, even though he didn't get a goal or an assist or anything. You know, he, he was part of a lot of it. So I'll give him an eight. I think he's not going to get an assist for the, for the Miggy goal, but maybe no. he would. No, he flicked out to long stuff, didn't he? Did he? I'd have to go and watch it back. I'm not sure. Anyway, he knew he was going to get cropped. He, he, knew, he knew exactly what was going to happen to him after that, and he still went through and played a fantastic ball. It was, it was to Miggy, wasn't it? He put me. Yeah, they've, well, they've not. They've not credited uh, Wilson or Longstaff with any assists. So. Yeah. So, but none of the chances came to him today. But he was. Um, very, very unselfish in some of his play. And yeah, I think an eight's a fair score. Even They're giving was... one to Murphy. For what? They're giving an assist to Murphy. I'm not the actually sure. Uh, no, they've given Murphy just a flat assist for something. Must be Woods goal. Woods goal, would it? Yeah, I'm guessing so. I think that's quite a, a lucky assist there. <laughs> it was mostly Wood, but... <laughs> yeah, so I think eight's fair. He was under the weather as well, not 100% um, well, so... I think eight's fair. Substitutes. Chris Wood came on at half time for Wilson. Yeah. Um, where is he, Mr. Wood? There he is. <clears throat> I mean, I'm going to give him an eight. I don't. I'm not going to give him a nine because um, there was a lot of on the ball stuff and decision making that was just really poor, um, and it's just not at that level. But when we take it back to just the pure basic striker's instinct, brilliant goal, brilliant turn, knew exactly where the goal was. Um, then on top of that, the defensive work rates try and immediately run back into shape when necessary. I appreciate that. He he, he did he did well for the team. That None of us would have really expected him to do what he did today. Um, I don't think he did as, quite as well as players like Miggy and stuff, but I'll give him an eight. Yeah, I think eight's fair for the goal. Um, the bit of pressing as well, like you say, great, but a great finish for the goal, great turn and finish. And well, in the bottom corner, lots of, lots of goal at St Mary's, isn't he? Um, so if we are trying to sell him, does, yeah. Ralph Pot Noodle, if he's still there, <laughs> just, just think, man scores all the time at your ground. Uh, here's a question for you before we go any further, Alex. Uh, how many points got a European place last year? Carl, Carl, uh, I can check, I can check right now, actually. So last season, when we say European place, what, what are we saying? Seventh, 
with West Ham that they were their conference on. So, so the conference league place was fifty six points West Ham, and we we are on court. I mean, a few weeks ago we we did this. Um, we did we did the workings out for roughly what points total we're we're on course for. Anywhere between sixty two and sixty seven, depending on what you factor in as points per game whether you factor in calendar year or this season. So we're we're on course to get at least 60 points, well at least 60 points, if we continue on any sort of form that we're on, which would get us um, sixth place. It would get us a Europa League spot minimum if it's the same as last season. So Man United finished in sixth with 58 points and then fifth place Arsenal in 69. So, and then the, the, the first Champions League place in fourth, Tottenham got 71 points. So we're going to have to really, really kick on. Like, Because getting over 70 points is hard. It's really hard. And our points per game for the calendar year isn't that high. It's not into the 70s. So Champions League is a lot harder than people seem to think. We're going to have to really blow out of the water to maintain it. It's so hard. Right, let's go to the marks for Alan St. Maximan, who came on for... Murphy. I think it was Shelby that came on next. Shelby first, was it? 64 minutes, yeah, for Murphy. Yeah, with Shelby. Shelby. Um, I mean, he played enough time for a solid rating, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'll give him a seven, but he didn't do anything wrong. Um, we were in a very different phase of the game at that point, but he was very solid. Two long balls, 12 out of 13 passes, pressing very well, very energetic. Nice and solid. I'll give him a seven. Yeah, for the half an hour, about half an hour with the added time. Seven's fair, I think. I think um, again, his, his use of the ball, as always, was exemplary. Uh, he, he does still look really fit, considering he's been out injured for such a while, such a long time. Um, the press was great. Looks to have added a yard of pace. I don't know if it's deceptive or not, but yeah, I, I think seven's fair. Who was next, Alex? Was it Maxi? Then was it? That was Maxi for Willock on seventy-three. Right. Uh, I mean, I'm still only going to give him a seven because I don't think he, he's only on 17 minutes pre-injury time, so 21 total. A um, couple of good runs, but then again, he he lost the ball twice on a couple of good runs, which we didn't want to have to change into a defensive transition at that point. So, but I, I guess because the game was wrapped up, I think he just wanted to have a go. Fair enough, I guess. He got an assist, he got a key pass. Um, I think he's quite fortunate that's listed as an assist, but he still had to he still had to perform the one two. He still had to time yeah. the pass, weight the pass correctly into Bruno so he could have the space to shoot. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give him a seven. It was all right, and I'm I'm excited to see him start. Hey, if Murphy's getting a seven for his assist, I think uh, uh, an assist for his, his role in the wood goal. I think Matt yeah. well deserves his. I think seven's fair for him also. I think that that one win where he took on about six players, three within two yards of him was unbelievable. Um, even though he lost it at the end, but it was just one of those things that get you off your seat at the game. And so, seven for his small cameo. Yep, that's good enough for me. Uh, blah, 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 blah. We've got Mankeo Mankeo and Anderson came on together, didn't they? Yeah. Can we mark mm -hmm. them? It was quite late on, wasn't it? Uh, I mean, they got 10 minutes of standard time and four minutes of extra time. So, not that added time. I mean, I, I want to rate Mankeo just because I'm I, unhappy with what he did. <laughs> I'm not going to scapegoat him. It's it's genuinely, I think it's purely just because he's rusty. Yep. And we made a lot, there were a lot of changes 
you know, I think, did we use all five? I think that was all five, wasn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> I think he deserves a five, though. I can't give him any. I mean, you mentioned that he looked okay in attack. I, I, I disagree. I think he ran, he got into their final third and then just didn't know what to do. I think he was very, you know, unsure. No, I said he looked good going forward. I didn't say he looked good with any final decisions. Really. Well, <laughs> he, yeah, he, got, he got forward and then nothing He managed to get ahead of the rest of the players, um, but after that, he just... But we've seen Manquillo do some really, really good stuff for us. And in the first parts of having Eddie Howe as the manager, he was decent and he was a, he was first choice, at, you know, before we got Trippier in. Um, and I do like Manquillo. So I'm gonna just sweep it under the rug and just I'm hoping that's just a one-off and he's just rusty because I, I know we can do a lot better than that. Yeah, he's not played for such a long time, has he? And yeah, he was where he was for the goal. I don't know because he had a bit of a tussle with um, Puro before the ball came in. He had like a one-two in a Puro, and Mankiel then decided to disappear to the side of the penalty area for some reason, and then was trying to head the ball away. Um, it was a bizarre bit of football. If you watch it on the replay tonight on match of day, all highlights, you'll see where he is. You'll think, well, how the hell did he get there so quick? And what's he trying to do? He's trying to, he dived, trying to head it. I thought, well, what? Weird. Five out of ten, absolutely sums him up. And Anderson, um, I'll give him a six. Um, I, thought, I felt sorry for the lad being put in that position by Mankiel yeah, to kick the goal. Um, but he did do one or two nice things with the ball when he had it at his feet. I don't think there were, I don't think there were enough players in support when he was in, like attacking, no. when he was attacking and he got the ball high up the pitch, no. he didn't have the support to try and do anything. You can't expect him to, you know, he's not Maxi, he's not going to take on four people. Um, I give him a six, but it's not a negative six. I just don't think he had the time or the support to do anything. I'm not going to blame him for the goal at all. I refuse to. No, I'm, I'm not allowing it. It's not his fault. Absolutely not. Uh, Ken Robinson's in the house. Hi, Ken. Hi, Billy and Alex. Superb result today. And hasn't it always been those teams that win things when, when they don't play well? Exactly what I thought of the result today. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you, Ken. It was nowhere near our best day at the office, but still managed to win comfortably. Uh, v says, Botman just needed to pick his head up a bit more today. And Tom Lord, Bart 7. Boris says, uh, great game at St Mary's. Picked the right score too, but had to stay quiet as was sat with Southampton <laughs> supporters. Not as bad as John Sinclair, who was in the Southampton end, in fact. Was he? Oh, God. He was indeed. He was indeed. Uh, saying hello. Uh, big right hand says third in the table. Bosch, get in. Uh, poor Simba says Tom. Raging Phoenix says uh, Liverpool 2, Tottenham 1 official. We are third. Indeed, we are. And Craig Wright, God damn, definitely screwed with my sleeping habits here in Australia. <laughs> That's the time for you, the time difference, I guess. Uh, right, Eddie Howe, marks out of 10. Uh, I'll give him an eight. I'll give him an eight. I, th I think a lot of, I don't think a lot of what he did was, a lot, a lot of the result wasn't necessarily from what his decisions today. I think Miggy's just Miggy, but obviously they've done a lot of work with him in training. Um, I think Wood's goal was just down to Wood. Um, Bruno's goal was down to Bruno just being Bruno um, I, I think there were a few deficiencies in the side today and we didn't play as well as we can I mean I, that being said we won 4-1 but even so there were definitely a, a couple of issues today um, we need to try and tidy them up for when we play Chelsea who are a better side um, but I think they will readily admit that I mean Trippier admitted it straight away after the game they, they weren't completely at the races today and they need to switch on a little bit more against a stronger team so 
I'll, I'll give them an eight because we won comfortably and the the result came from previous hard work in training with the group. But I don't think there was any tactical genius today in the decision making necessarily. Um, I'm going to give it a nine purely for the, 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 obviously he had no choice but to bring Chris Wood on, but he's coming as sub and scored. Um, and I think he set up us to play in the counter attack once we got the lead, counter attack and counter attack and counter attack to death. So all the all the work that's gone on to getting us to this position has added to today's result. Actually, I think Southampton was just scared yeah. of us. Uh, so I'll give him a nine. Any special mentions for anyone on there today, Alex? I think Longstaff just has got to have it. It's got to be Longstaff because he was just everywhere: left mid, right mid, right mid, left wing, right wing, leading sometimes doing the strikers press. Um, just appearing at the back post, the front post. If, if he can then suddenly start to add some final product as well, I, I'm, I'm very impressed with his uh, improvements. And fair enough, we are going to start buying some superstars or some, or some much higher calibre players. But if, if Longstaff can put in that, that kind of performance consistently, then he's a very, very useful squad player. He's homegrown, he's from the area. And if, if he can give it, because if we qualify for Europe, we're going to need to play 55 matches, something like that, anywhere between 50 and 60 matches, um, depending on how we do in other cups. So we need homegrown, decent talents that are able to put in a good performance when, when needed. Um, so if we can call upon him in the next year or two, He's not necessarily always going to be a starter if we bring in some more quality players, but yeah, brilliant. I think Longstaff gets it from me. I'm going to give it to Joe Willock. Um, we've been saying all of us have been saying for weeks on end now. All he needs is a goal. He's got that goal now, so let's hope he can propel himself to something uh, super and more beneficial to the team um, with some actual output goals-wise. I think that's what that's, that's what will happen with a bit of confidence for him. I thought again, yeah, outstanding today. So I'll give mine to Joe Willock. Uh, Gareth's very concerned about you, Alex. Are you okay, Alex, with that cough? Yeah, I've only just realised Gary mentioned that um, my my mute's not working. So when I'm, so I do apologise if anybody's hearing me cough. Because normally when I mute, you can't hear me cough. But for some reason, that's not been working correctly. So I think I've been coughing just like into the mic. So sorry, guys. No, I, I'm okay. Uh, Simon says, I don't see what people see in War Prowls. Take away the free kicks. He's very average. Um, I'm not sure about that. Uh, Conrad says on my sports WhatsApp chat, Man U fans dreading us getting Champions League spot at the end of the season because we have funds to compete in the transfer market. Good points. That'll push them all down one. Uh, Jordy Rick says, Wilson Byrne trip and long stuff for England. Mm, who knows? Who knows? Daniel's turned up. Hi, Daniel. Hope you're well. Uh, Wagner Bello says, Bruno man of the match for me. Played the whole game. Started the third goal. Scored an amazing one besides playing lots of defence. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I think he had a superb game again. Just not as, as visible as what he usually is, but the unseen work. Because we watch him, don't we, obviously? We, we've got our eyes on Bruno all the time. So, yeah. uh, Case Ball says Willett was everywhere today. Uh, Mark Coleman says, imagine Longstaff for England. And Doug Stake says there is no such thing as man of the match anymore. Well, that's where you're wrong. Alan, Alan Smith gave Sean Long... Well, Sean Longstaff gave um, player of the match, yeah. You're right. It's one of those I, think, I think that's what he's referring to. Point is, yeah. I, I, I think that's a bit. That's a strange topic because we say away the lasses and away the lads, but then we don't say, you know, lass of the match or lad of the match. It's <laughs> it's we. It's sometimes it's it's okay to split it and not okay to split it. I, I'm not quite sure where the line is, but I don't mind doing player of the match. That's fine. 
V says it'll all be man of the match. The whole play a bit annoys the hell out of me. It's woman of the match, a man of the match for me. I tend to agree. Uh, Rachel, I'm so happy for Willock and Wood. So we'll come to the end of the show. Um, we don't know what we've got planned for the week, but we'll, there'll surely be a, a Palace preview. Keep your eye out and then get your notification bell on on the thing. Don't think there'll be a fan form this week. Possibly be the Palace review instead. Preview instead. I uh, don't know what's planned for tomorrow. I don't know if you've got transfer stuff planned or not. Uh, I'm I'm away tomorrow night, but away tomorrow? and then and then I'm away for the awards on Wednesday night as well. So potentially potentially Paul will, might want to slot something in tomorrow and Tuesday. We'll have to you'll have to just um, keep an eye on the Twitter and the um, and the YouTube notifications. Indeed, you'll have to keep uh, keep out notification bells and see what comes up. We don't know ourselves yet, but there will definitely be stuff, uh, and there'll definitely be a watch along Wednesday for the Palace game uh, with me. Um, so, till then, until our next show, which is probably going to be tomorrow night, we don't know yet, but there will be one tomorrow night. Uh, we'll both bid you a fond farewell and enjoy the rest of your weekend, guys. We're third in the table. Away the lads and lasses. Ah!